I'm eight years old and Christmas is coming. The lights, the decorations, the baking, the family visiting from out of town. <sighs> Christmas is a big deal in my home. And you know it's about Christmas time. As soon as that tree goes up, my brother and I race to the bins looking for the exact ornaments we want to put on the tree. Of course, I always like to make sure that the ones that have my face or name on it are front and center. <laughs> Gotta have that representation. And I don't know about you guys, but there is something about Christmas that makes me come alive. Well, now I'm 24, and I don't really decorate as much. And while I know what to expect from Christmas, my expectations have changed. They're a little different. Instead of accept, ex expecting the same old ornaments to be in the same old bins, my expectations now revolve around what presents to buy, and figuring out my vacation days. Sometimes it just kind of feels as though Christmas has lost its wonder as being an adult these past few years. Where, where is the wonder? I lead a small group of middle schoolers at a local house group in Arlington, and they have taught me and reminded me of the importance of wondering. We not only wonder about very serious things like, is gravy considered a sauce? But we also wonder about Jesus, faith, the Bible. This past month, we were looking at the four gospels and how they each tell uh, the birth of Jesus a little differently. Do the differences bother you? I asked them. That's exactly what they said. That's so right. I'm sitting there waiting for them to respond. They like ponder for a moment and they're like, no, no, we're good with it. I'm like, really? And they're like, okay. And so one girl says, no, it makes sense because we all have different, we all are created uniquely and we all have different experiences in life. So it makes sense that we'd all have different experiences with God. So the four gospels just represent the four perspectives. Obviously, I'm like, obviously, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously. Another seventh grade girl chimed in saying, I honestly love how the Gospel of John puts it. It's so poetic. I was like, I've never heard a middle schooler say that in my life, but okay. Talk about the wonder, my friends. They show me, their leader, wonder. And I've learned and discovered that over the past, I mean, honestly, a few years since really working with them at Grace, that I have a lot to learn from students and kids around me. I have learned that I can easily outgrow the wonder. So I have a question I'd like to pose to you this morning. How does childlike wonder help us to encounter God? How does childlike wonder help us to encounter God? This Advent season, we've been looking at the wonder that Christmas brings as we follow it to Jesus. Uh, just a few minutes ago, my friend Regina talked about how when you're young, you ask questions. When you're young, you daydream a little, you wonder because you're curious. And it's easy for us to admit that we don't know as much when you're young, so that's why we ask the questions. But it seems as when you enter adulthood, you become more about the answers than the actual questions. This is what Regina is talking about. She helps paint the picture of what childlike wonder is and is not. Childlike wonder isn't just seeing things in terms of black and white. It's not about taking things at face value. It's not about finding resolution 
or even about arriving at the end goal of having it all figured out. It's not even about proving a point. Instead, we see that childlike wonder is about wrestling with the contradictions and not seeking to resolve them. It's about asking adults' favorite question, why? A million times. It's about living in that gray area where two things can be true at the same time. It's about accepting that you don't know everything and that being okay, and even prompting you to wonder even more. It's about wanting to share the joy and excitement and awe with everyone. And it turns out, as we look to the Christmas story, it's filled with this kind of wonder. So let's turn to the scriptures to see what it's all about. So about 2,000 years ago, before Jesus was born, the Israelites were living in their land of Israel, but under the Roman Empire. They were, they were sitting there waiting and just waiting. Imagine how they must have felt. Fear, anger, anxiety, frustration even. Can you imagine? And they're feeling all these feelings as they're waiting for a savior. They didn't want to be controlled anymore. They wanted to live life on their own terms instead of having these outsiders come and tell them what to do. I think we can all relate to that. They hoped for a Messiah, a savior, a political warrior that would come and lead them into military victory over the Romans and lead them to be a free nation once again. Now, I know it can be hard for us to kind of imagine what this probably looked like because we already associate that word with Jesus. So here's a little picture of a guy who I think would be a good comparison for us today. Yeah, that's right, Thor. Mm -hmm. Now, they probably weren't expecting a magical hammer. They probably had like a sword in mind. And they probably weren't expecting a god from another world, such as Asgard, to come and save them. They were probably expecting another great leader, like Moses, who would come and lead them out from being captives under the Romans into freedom. Over the years, the Israelites had faced everything from slavery in Egypt, exile in Babylon, and finally, they're back on their own turf. And look, someone is continually telling them what to do and has control of them. They cannot catch a break. Have you ever felt that way? Like, you just cannot win. Yeah. This is exactly how the Israelites felt. In this period of waiting for this Messiah, sets the stage for a surprising story in the Gospel of Luke. In this passage, we enter where the shepherds are. We, we, we saw our amazing shepherds up here with their awesome sheep. We enter into that scene with them. They are waiting, just like all the other Israelites. And we read this. When an angel suddenly appears out of the blue, we read this. The angel says, I bring to you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. The long-awaited Messiah is here, finally. But how will he be recognized? I, I got a little tripped up at that part. He's, it's not by his strength, not by his power, and not by his influence. It is a baby who has none of these things. This is who Jesus is. Jesus goes from the expectation of this to the reality of this. This is who Jesus is. 
Later on in the Gospels, we see many times where Jesus says and does all sorts of things people didn't anticipate. And it's not just countercultural, it is totally unexpected. He says to do things like love your enemies. He says the first will be last and the last will be first. He says things like, you have to leave everything behind to follow me. Everything? Like, I just got this new thing? Everything? Everything. He even goes so far as to wash his followers' dirty feet. The arrival of Jesus as a baby is the most unexpected. This event shows the surprising and disruptive ways that God shows up in this world. God reveals who God is, first and foremost, to a vulnerable infant born to a young, poor Jewish woman living under the Roman occupation. And so enter our friends, the shepherds. How do they respond to this, this unexpectedness that they're experiencing? Well, the gospel continues by telling us, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. The shepherds show us the way. The shepherds do not hesitate. The shepherds don't debate, was, the me- was that real? Was the angel real? Was the message true? No, they don't. They just run. I don't know about you, but if I was there, I'd probably like gather around my friends and have a little conversation of like, did you just, did you just see what I, did you hear? Did, yeah, was that real? And then I'd probably be like, nah, I'm just gonna go back to my sheep. I got, you know, better things to do with my sheep. They're really cool. No. The shepherds show us the way. God was not what they expected, but God was real and present in human flesh. The shepherds show us the way to encounter God. Jesus is revealing God in a way that demands childlike wonder. Jesus' birth shows us that we have to be willing to let go of the limited ways that we expect God to show up in order to see that God is real and very, very present. This past week, I got to see uh, Frozen 2 with my church fam over here. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I love it. I was already like bl- listening to the soundtrack in the car on my way over here actually today. And in Frozen 2, there's a song sung by my favorite snowman, Olaf, who, let's be real, he's the best character. Um, There's this song called When I'm Older. And one of the key lines from the song is, I'll have all the answers when I'm older. Never before would I think I related to a snowman more in my life than in that line of that song. I was like, yes, I'm 24 and I still don't have all the answers. What's happening? Caused a little existential crisis, but it's fine. We all want to make sense of the world around us. We all want to figure out why it is we go through what we go through. We all, at some point, want to have the answers as we grow up. But there's something that Olaf doesn't realize here. A secret that I'm going to let you kids and students in on. So if you're a child or a student, listen up. This is for you. When you grow up, you still don't know. I know, real shocker. You don't have all the answers when you grow up. And so maybe God wants to meet you in a person, in a place, in a way that you would never expect. Or maybe you just need to ask the question, why, a little bit more. Or admit, I don't know actually. Maybe God wants you to let go of the things that are holding you back from running. 
Children, students, you, like the shepherd, show us adults the way. Students and children in the room, maybe you're in that stage of life right now that you're already trying to figure out, what does this mean? What is, it, what is the answer to this? But let me tell you, even though you might be in a phase of life where you don't really understand the world around you, that is okay. That is powerful. Children and students, you teach us to leave room for wonder. You teach us to let go of the expectations that might limit the way God will meet us. You teach us to embrace childlike wonder. And so if you're under the age of 18, would you please stand up? If you're under the age of 18. Yeah. Yeah, we can give a little applause. All right. Just keep standing. Wait, no, 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 no. Stand, stand, stand. We're in this together. Stand, stand. All right. I have an invitation for you, a little challenge for you this Christmas. The next time, over the next few days, when you're with family and friends, when you notice that an adult who cares for you and is listening to you, when you notice when that's happening, when, you're t when there's an adult around that's listening to you and cares about you, I want you to share with them the things that, you, that make you wonder, the things in life that get you excited, the things that you have questions about. And during that point, I want you to believe with your whole heart that you see the world through God's eyes. That's my challenge to you, to believe with your whole heart that you guys see the world through God's eyes. Now adults, it's your chance to join. Join up with our students. So everyone over the age of 18, please stand. I have, I have a pastoral invitation for you as well. The invitation before you adults in the room is to embrace a child's wonder this Christmas. That means in the next few days, as you're with friends and family, and I want you to notice when a child is trying to talk to you. When that happens, I want you to pause. Take a deep breath and refocus your attention. I want you to get on their level, so if it's a really tall teenager, you need to like, you know, look up. And if it's a, a, a shorter person, I want you like get down and make eye contact with them. Then I want you to just listen and only ask questions. See where God is present and experience the wonder. And so may we as a church family embrace our childlike wonder this Christmas and experience and encounter this unexpected Jesus together. Let's pray. God, we're grateful for the ways that you encounter us. We're grateful for the Christmas story that is the, the story of the encounter. God taking on human flesh in the most unexpected form and not a strong military leader, but this baby boy who shocked the world. And God, would you continue to surprise us with the ways that you meet us this holiday season and beyond? May we as a church family learn to witness and love and listen to each other, especially our young ones, as they show us the way like the shepherds. Lord Jesus, may we truly embrace the childlike wonder that it takes to see how you are very real and present. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.